Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter, but every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing. It amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Roach. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hello, everybody. Hello from your local traveler, your busy bee, your Courtney Mave, the host of the Daily Nothings. Here I am, Lord. I have come to do your will. And that is <laughs> taking a major shift in how life has been lately. And I can't wait to unpack all of that with you, with every single one of you. But as always, I'm here with Megan. We're excited to be here today for just a good old average Joe quality Daily Nothings mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Just the two of us it has been just it has been crowded around this mic lately and we have loved it but come on I need my spotlight back am I right (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've had some amazing guests the past few weeks it's It's been been so good good. it has been so good we had Zach on last week we had Father Logan on the week before that and then a few weeks back before that we had Flo on we've loved it you guys have loved it it's been so great and we've learned so much and It's really cool because I honestly feel like the Lord just continues to teach me so, so much and bless this podcast abundantly, which is what I always say. But yeah, I really this week want to dive into what Jesus has been teaching me. And he has given his stamp of approval for this topic, which we always, always hope for. Mm -hmm. And I... Yeah, I've just learned so much this past week. It's been amazing. So we are going to go back to the very beginning of my travel extravaganza, which was now (laughs) almost three weeks ago. Megan was a part of this. McLean was a part of this. Some of you are like, oh, yeah, I'm fully aware of your schedule. You make it clear. But (laughs) for those that don't know, I, yeah, went to South Dakota about... It would be three weeks ago now. Is that right, Megan? I think so. That's crazy. Yeah, just about, because it's a Friday. Um, today is a Friday. This is coming out on a Monday. I, oh, wait. Yeah, you went, went. I think that was only two weeks ago, because you went on Valentine's Day, which was the 14th, so a little over two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. That's sure. Wild. It feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I feel like I've been traveling for two months. Yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of what happened. Here's the skinny. And I'm going to share the details because I know you want to hear them. And the reason why I know you want to hear them is because most of the people that listen to this podcast are female and we love a detail. Okay. Love it. Whenever I'm sending a voice memo to Megan, I say, I'm going to share my entire schedule for today (laughs) because I know you want to hear every single part of my schedule for this day. Does it have anything to do with you? No, but you just want to know what's up. You just want to know what's going on. You just like to know and be in the know. And so I'm going to let you guys in. It's mostly like because this is when you are going to go through your schedule, it is truly the most wild thing ever. So that is true. It is a little different than normal. It's not just a little silly old schedule. It is like, what are you doing to yourself and how, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And the thing that's also a little unfortunate about this this schedule that I'm going to share that has already happened is it's not that abnormal. Like what I'm about to say that I did, I have done before and I, I hope to not do it again, but I, I definitely, definitely will, will do it again. Yeah. And... 
I think that, yeah, that is why it is a little bit interesting. So I'm just going to let you in a little bit. You know, we're going to pull back the veil and reveal my craziness and my crazy tendencies. So this is kind of what happened. It's February 13th. I just released my podcast. It's a Monday. I went to Pier Bar. I'm ready to get in the zone. I've got my meetings. I've got my work to do. And then I have my sweet friend, Brian, who is one of the greatest listeners that I have on this podcast. Brian and Mary Fulton are close friends of mine. And Brian is one of our biggest supporters. So quick shout out to Brian. He, being the dad that he is, messages me and he says... There's a big storm coming in in South Dakota. I know that you're driving up because he lives in Spearfish, right? And I just wanted to give you a heads up. It's a little dangerous. You might want to consider that with when you're leaving. So I look into it and I call my own father and he is Mr. Radar. Okay, we have Mm -hmm. a weather pole in our backyard. It twirls and spins. He's got his own monitor. He doesn't trust the system. He wants to know his own weather. He's looking into this and he's like, you know what? Yeah, it is a little bit of a crazy storm that's coming into South Dakota. I've never experienced a winter windy South Dakota storm. So I'm like, I don't really want to mess around with this. I was going to leave on the 15th and give myself two days to kind of get settled in and like start my week off right. But honestly, I just need to get on the road right now. So I take my meeting. I pack my things up last minute. I get on the road. I drive to Spearfish. I get to Spearfish late at night. It's a great blessing. I'm there with Father Logan, who you all know and love. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back and listen to Why Do We Even Do Lent? It is seriously one of my favorite podcasts Mm -hmm. still super good So I get there. It's like the Lord's blessing it so abundantly. I make it there in record time. I get there right before Father Logan is about to celebrate Mass in McLean and Andrew's home chapel for the first time. I get there. I go to Mass right away. I receive the Eucharist. I'm with one of my close friend priests. It's amazing. I'm there for Valentine's Day. I've had a fantastic time. You know, we're just hanging out. It's Spearfish. I'm at Mary and Brian's. I'm eating meals with my friends there. It's lovely, okay? I'm there for a whole week, Monday to Sunday. Then I wake up early and I'm like, McLean, I need to get on the road. I know myself. If I don't set an early time, it's going to be very late. And even though I set an early time, I still got on the road later than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So we woke up at like six that day, went to mass at 730 a.m. on a Sunday. That's early for a Sunday Mm -hmm. mass. Okay, almost Mm -hmm. no one was awake for this homily. Poor guy. So. We're up, we're at mass, we get back home, we pack up all of our things, I eat a breakfast with the Noahs, we say our goodbyes, I'm showered in flowers, and then (laughs) I get in the car and I drive six and a half hours back to Denver, okay? I'm zooming on down, I've got my audio book, I get back to Denver, and I, I say to myself, you know what, I know that I am supposed to wake up and leave to go to Indiana tomorrow morning, and my flight leaves at six, which means at the DIA, I need to be there at a about four, um, which has me up and out the door at three thirty. I'm just not feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> and to be clear, this is a.m. right, three thirty a.m. And so I do what I do best, and I do the old Southwest switch switcheroo, and mm-hmm. I open up my Southwest app, and I'm like, I'm just curious if there's any other flights that I could change to. I'm pulling into the city of Denver around four forty-five p.m., <laughs> and I see that there's a flight that leaves at eight forty-five p.m. 
So I'm like, you know what? I can make it. That's 8.45 p.m. I can get dinner, shower, change really quick. All of my toiletries are already packed up. I'll pack up my other bag, get back to the airport, get there at 8.45, land in Indianapolis by 12.45 a.m., which is only 10.45 p.m. my time. And then I can just sleep like a normal person and not be up in the middle of the night like a psycho who likes to do that. (laughs) So I decide we're doing the switcheroo. And because it's last minute... Here's the fun little extra tidbit that why not we share. I end up having to stay at my friend Kayla's house instead of Megan's because she has family that's staying at her house. Mm -hmm. This is an important detail that I'm hopefully giving off some gas pump story vibes with because (laughs) it is hysterical. Not as hysterical as that, but it is humbling. So I then go to the airport. Everything's going smoothly. The TSA guy hits on me. Nice photo on your ID. Thanks, man. (laughs) I'm going through. We get on the train at DIA. That's the Denver airport, in case you didn't know that. I get to my gate. Everything is smooth sailing. I had dinner beforehand. I'm freshly showered, fully packed up, ready to go. We get on the plane. We go off onto the tarmac. We're sitting there forever. That's just how it is these days, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I'll pray three rosaries while we're sitting here. I don't. I pray one. I'm not that holy. Wish I was. And we are sitting there forever. The captain comes on. He goes, hi, guys. This this is the captain speaking <laughs> super close to the microphone. Yes. <laughs> and you can't understand anything that they're saying. <laughs> he basically says that the light, quote, light at the front of the plane is not working. And I think to myself... How did you not catch this, Captain? Okay, I know that there is a long list of inspections that y'all do, but this is this is ridiculous. Okay, it's late. There are kids on this flight. I don't know what parents thought that this was a good idea to bring so many children on. It is very late here, and it's going to be even later when we get there. But basically, long story short, the light at the front of the plane isn't working. We sit on the tarmac. They try to fix it. Er, doesn't work. We go back to the gate. Maintenance has to try and fix it. Er, they can't fix it. Oh, it's actually going to be from the captain directly. It's actually going to be around two to three hours hours for them to fix it a public oh is heard <laughs> on the southwest airline then he says but have no fear we have another plane set up for you guys at this point i should be about 30 minutes away from indiana but i'm not <laughs> so we all get off the plane i think sayonara to my great seat that i got in row five because there's no chance in hell that i'm going to get it back <laughs> because open seating okay i'm about yeah. this close to just shunning southwest entirely but we'll get to that another time we go to the gate We get there. Everyone at Southwest at that gate's like, hey, guys, what's up? Kind of like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're flight blah, blah, blah to Indianapolis. And they're like, you should be in the air right now. That's what our system says. And we're like, we're clearly not. We need a plane. They're like, what plane? We're like, awesome. So then they call headquarters. (laughs) They figure it out. I make friends with a 40-year-old woman. She sits across from me. She's standing there. And she's like, this is crazy. And I'm like, if you want to sit down, you can stay a while. She was like, okay. So then we're sitting together and we're just chatting. And I'm like, I've been up since 6. She's like, I've been up since 3.30. And I'm like, oh, well, you're looking great doing it. She's like, you too. And I'm FaceTiming my sister and she's like, you're absolutely insane. I wouldn't be talking to anyone if I was going through this. And I'm like, well, why not make a friend? You know what I mean? Not always the case, but I was in the mm-hmm. mood that day. And I think it was because I was fully fed and freshly showered. Mm-hmm. So then we finally get on the plane. It's far, far, far too late. I end up finally landing in Indianapolis. It's about four in the morning, 3.50 to be exact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. I'm delusional at this point. I thought I woke up in Spearfish this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in Indianapolis stuck on a plane and I'm about to go and get in a random person's car. That is Uber. What a luxury at this hour. Fantastic. 
Uber driver gave me very creepy vibes. I called my sister, a saint that she is. She stays on the phone with me the entire time that I'm on my way to Kayla's house. Kayla lives in an area of Indianapolis called Broad Ripple. I used to live there. I know the streets pretty well. Mm -hmm. I see a house on the corner and I say, that's the house. You can stop there. Basically, like, let me out of this car, please. So I get out of the car. I see the gate on the side of the home, and I'm like, perfect. I just have to go in the back gate, find the hose, go to the lockbox, type in this little code, and then I'll get the key to the back door. Perfect scavenger hunt for this hour of the day. (laughs) I then go in this backyard, and I think, that is so unique. I don't remember Kayla having a pizza oven. Also, they must have redone the deck. That's unique as well. Same, similar layout, okay? I'm not insane, but it was a very long yard with a house that was brick and a round front door and a window that had crosses on the front of it that looked kind of like a dwarf's home okay this is what kayla's house looks like Mm -hmm. i am roaming around this person's backyard and my sister says turn the camera around and i show it to her and she goes courtney that is not kayla's house and i'm like fantastic i'm gonna get shot i am in the (laughs) suburbs of indianapolis it's four in the morning it is pitch dark i have a piece of luggage and nothing to defend myself and i've been roaming around in a stranger's backyard for a good five minutes that is far too long (laughs) to be roaming around in a stranger's backyard (laughs) So then I panic. I kind of want to cry. I'm like, this isn't happening. How did I get out of the wrong house? He wanted to keep driving. Why didn't I let him keep driving? Well, I didn't trust him. And so, thankfully, it was only a two-minute walk. I ended up getting to the house. I find the hose. I find the lockbox. I find the key. I get into the house. I go to sleep. I'm delusional at this point, but mm-hmm. I make it through. Then, after that extremely exhausting encounter with Southwest Airlines, I did wake up to a free flight voucher, which was a very good yeah, thing. that's awesome. But it was rough for the rest of that I would just say next day, because Megan is my witness here. And at this point, I flew in to Indianapolis strictly to have a business week with her. Okay, I'm working hybrid. I'm working remote for my two jobs that I have right now. I'm working and I'm just working, working, working. And we on the outside of those times are working on the daily nothings thing. So we're just Mm -hmm. like busy, busy bees. It's not the same vibe that we had of this like luxury. A priest is here. Everything is just effortless and seamless. (laughs) experience in Spearfish, South Dakota. Megan kept bringing that up and cracking up because we've got like a six month old and we're working two jobs as well as also adding in podcast work on the outside time of that. And oh, let's also try to have some fun. And oh, you're in a different time zone. So you're confused and not waking up early like the rest of us. It was chaotic. Okay. It's Ash Wednesday. It's my birthday. It's Ash Wednesday. We're fasting. (laughs) It's Megan's birthday. We're not fasting. It's travel, 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 this, that running out of undergarments, that kind of situation. (laughs) And so it was just a mess, but it was a good mess. It was a mess that the Lord worked in. And I remember distinctively that on Ash Wednesday, it wasn't one of those perfect days where I was like, oh, the Lord is good to me. And in his name, I will rejoice. Everything has crossed their T's and dotted their I's and I am ready to go to bed. It was like, this was a madness day. I'm really hungry still. Mm -hmm. I'm tired, but I'm not going to complain about it. And I didn't even get to pray today. So I'm trying to go to bed. It's like 11 o'clock. Water break. I've been talking at a rapid speed. (laughs) I'm trying to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, I've got to pray. It's Ash Wednesday. We're starting off on the right foot. And I'm like, okay, Lord, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. And I just very clearly see him look at me and say, you can say no, by the way. And I was like, got it. Okay. (laughs) Because... Obviously, yeah, I was running around like a chicken with their head cut off um, for about 14 days straight. And Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I had like a day and a half left with Megan and that last day was a great joy because we celebrated her birthday. Um, but then I was coming back to Denver and I was just like, I am stressed. Like Megan took me to the airport and I was like, I have done far too many things. Mm-hmm. I looked at the upcoming months and being the professional bridesmaid that I am, mm-hmm. I travel twice a month, every month from April to September. Truly. You truly do. Literally. Literally. This is not even me being dramatic. It's <laughs> that not. is actually my you schedule. You are traveling like on an airplane like twice yep. a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until September. Um, yeah. I also threw in the fun fact of, oh, I need to find another place to live. <laughs> not because I don't love my home, but because rent is absolutely asinine and let's plant some roots in Colorado and look into real estate. Why not? You Why know, not? like it's just yeah. like I I really do have that Mia Thermopolis person like personality where she's like, and if that's not enough, let's add a tiara. Like mm-hmm. I just yeah. <laughs> stack and stack and stack and stack. And then I'm like, I'm already insane. Let's just keep the insanity rolling. And yeah. Megan, being the level-headed stay-at-home mother that she is, was just like, what did you even say to me in the car about saying no? It was so blunt and great. Do you remember? I can try to remember if you can't. I mean, I will say, even like on Ash Wednesday, um, before you sat down to pray, you had like gone through your list of travels many times yeah we love to go through a list you and i we love to go <laughs> through a list absolutely so we had gone through it many times and you were just getting more and more stressed at the thought of having to travel and travel and travel and travel yeah and i think especially on our way to the airport you were you were truly stressed and yeah i like kind of wanted to cry i didn't really have an appetite yeah it was bad yeah. I was like Megan offered to make me a smoothie and her smoothies are good. Okay. Yeah. She's got one of those I'm married br- blenders where exactly. she got like the good one exactly. that hasn't been used <laughs> six times a day by random people. Like she's got that I'm married blender. And I said, I don't really want one. And it was like, oh, okay. Courtney doesn't turn down food, especially on the week of Ash Wednesday. Okay. We've got to make yeah. up for that space that we left out. <laughs> and I was just so stressed. And so. I think that you said something along the lines of like, truly, Courtney, what can you say no to? There has mm-hmm. to be some things that you can say no to. These yeah. are not gun to your head situations. Like what what are those things that like morally you do have to show up? And then what are those things that you've just said yes to and you shouldn't have? Yeah. And it really got me thinking. And then I started to like externally process with her of like, OK, wait, I could actually have that weekend free. That would be great. Yeah. Okay. And what about this? Beforehand, beforehand, let's just say that you are flying home to Denver to then drive (laughs) an hour and spend the night at a friend's house. Yes. Yes, I was. You weren't even going home to go home. You were ready to go keep on going. And I was like, okay, maybe step one. Do you have to spend Let's the night at your friend's house? Let's think about that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I even reached out to that friend and was like, hey, hey, it's me. Um, <laughs> the current situation. Just thought I'd update you. And I share it. And she just sends back a ton of laughing, like, ha, 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 ha's, right? Yes. All caps. As women do. And she's like, why are you even coming tonight? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the thing was, I really wanted to go. And I honestly oh, yeah. don't regret it because that night was so much fun. But yeah. I did take um like i would say like 
a, a lukewarm no, which we don't love, but is sometimes still a good no to take. Yeah. And I said, I'll come, but I'm actually going to leave and I'm not going to spend the night. Because after that much tragic, I shouldn't say tragic. It was not tragic. After that much chaotic traveling. Yes. Yeah. You want your own bed. Absolutely. You want your own sheets. It had been 14 days without my hatch. That is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to light my candle and put on my PJs and wake up next to my slippers and yeah. also sleep in as late as I wanted without any shame because you know that slumber party shame when you're the last girl <laughs> to wake up, okay? <laughs> Let's call it out. It ain't cute. Everyone yeah. else has already had breakfast and you get the leftover toast. It's not fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I need to reevaluate some things. And at first, yeah. it just thought, I thought that it was this like, Okay, yeah, like, my schedule's busy, but this has nothing to do with my spiritual life. Ha, I've been punked. That's absolutely not true. (laughs) I learned so much with Jesus this week, and it was so good. And, yeah, I honestly just want to share a really awesome, awesome story from a great friend that received my note so well. And that was the next upcoming event, which was... Gosh, is that next weekend? Yeah, it would have been next weekend. (laughs) So, I was going to go and see a sweet friend of mine and hang out and have a little like girls trip Mm -hmm. in a week. Yeah, exactly a week. Yeah. And I was going to go make it a little retreat, cook some yummy food, catch up. Like it was going to be so fun. And I think that the reason why I justified it as I need to do this is because there's so many things that I'm not doing out of my first choice Mm -hmm. in the months of April to September. They're all super fun things, but they're also things that are for other people. And so I was like, I'm going to go and do this for me. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't do it this past week and I was dreading it so much because I was like this is saying no to a good thing but I need to choose the greater good here and that is my mental health insanity and I cannot do this and so I was dreading it and dreading it and dreading it and I finally reached out to her and I wanted to lie I wanted to make up a big excuse as to why I can't make it and I have this going on and this and that and I didn't realize and I double booked and whatever hullabaloo I could come up with but I didn't. Thanks be to God. I was just honest. Love that. Love freedom. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I have to say no because I am traveling so much and I need to choose this for my mental health and not come. And I hope you can forgive me. I know it's last minute. I'm so sorry. And I, I did it. You know, I just pulled off the Band-Aid and I was panicking and she's a busy person. So I didn't fully look into her not responding right away, but I definitely was aware of the fact that there wasn't a response right away. And so then I'm kind of freaking out and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. We're going to let it be. The Lord will use this. And so I sent her another message before I went to bed, a little voice memo asking for forgiveness and just being a girl, you know? Yeah. And she reached out the next morning and it was, I think, the most perfect response any Mm. human could ever give to a no. And she just validated the heck out of me. I didn't expect it. I fully expected a very righteous frustration of Mm -hmm. this was last minute. I'm a little upset. I'm going to need some time to process this. I love you, but I'm not super happy with how this was handled. I was really looking forward to this. And me completely understanding that, right? Yeah, yeah. But 
Because, I mean, it's not ideal. Like, it's very soon. I texted this on Wednesday. It's currently Friday. And I would be leaving a week from today. So it's, like, very last minute. But she was just like, Jesus, honestly. And she was just like, obviously, I'm going to miss you so much. But I will still go. I will drink a bottle of wine for you. And I am honestly just so proud to be your friend and proud of you for doing this. And I Mm -hmm. also... Like, want to thank you because I know that if I ever needed to do this to you, that you would receive me the same way. Mm. And it was just like, honestly, I feel like it took our friendship to the next level of this, like, deeper freedom of that is the goal. Like, you want to be in full freedom to be able to say, hey, this is completely not ideal. I am ditching you right now. Um, And it's not for another thing. It's just for me. And I'm really sorry, but I have to. And that's it. That's all I have to say. And in the world, I feel like that kind of behavior is from a distance praised because of the whole self-care movement. But Mm -hmm. when it's up close and personal, I don't really feel like Mm -hmm. us as women, especially men, I don't really know. Okay, this one I really maybe call in, phone a friend. Um, I have no idea how you would (laughs) respond to this. But for women especially, I really feel like they, myself included, respond in this way that's like, okay, are you serious? Like, we had these plans. I've been looking forward to it for weeks. We planned this months ago. Are you kidding me right now? Like, okay, I, this happens to me all the time. You know how much I get rejected. How could you do this to me? Yeah. And it, it just turns into... I know that you did this for your mental health, which clearly shows that you're not doing great right now, but I need to make this about myself anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. because I needed you and you didn't show up. So you're dead to me and (laughs) good riddance. Okay. Didn't need you anyway. Definitely not in my bridesmaid group anymore. You wish, (laughs) you know, not even dating. Like it's, yeah, I really, it's, it's unique. And I brought that up to Megan when I was brainstorming for this podcast of like, I think that we need to talk on the other hand of not just the power of no, but also the power of receiving a no. Um, because it's not really received with a kiss and a hug and a kick in the butt, you know, like, go yeah. get him, tiger. Like, it's like, yeah, eh, I don't know. No, what I are your know. thoughts it, on that, Megan? I feel like it's, it's like rightfully so initially. It's like, it is totally fair to feel hurt when mm-hmm. someone has like made a plan with you. Right. And they say, hey, I'm not going to make it anymore. Like, you can feel hurt in that moment and feel upset but it's i think that like the way you need to respond in that next step is just like yeah the world doesn't revolve around me and i can feel hurt right now but i can also respect the fact that you need to do what you need to do for your mental health or for whatever is going on in your life you know and right and it's also okay to respond with frustration like i said i was expecting that because this situation was kind of crappy and so I think that it's totally fair and healthy to respond and be like, yeah, I'm a little bummed and I will forgive you, but I am pretty upset right now. So I just need a second, but know that I'm proud of you for taking care of yourself. That is so important. Yeah. Like that is a totally charitable way to respond with frustration Mm -hmm. to a no. Right. But taking a no and then projecting it on someone else and being like, just, I'm going to say it immature 
and how mm-hmm. you respond to a no. Petty. I've done it a million times. I've done it a million times, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. In my adolescence yeah. and now the amount of times that that one girl says no. And then you call your best friend and you're like, would you believe mm-hmm. what she just said to me? And you just take something that might have been an invitation to authenticity and freedom and you turn it into an opportunity for gossip and margaritas with another girlfriend so that you can feel like you are the better person, (laughs) right? Like nobody ditches this prize. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just, I really, I want to grow in this. I want Mm y'all to grow in this. I was very inspired by how my friend received this information. Mm -hmm. I was shown a glimpse of Jesus in this information. I mean, homegirl's literally going to go to an Airbnb by herself and have some me time, which like twists my arm, right? Like I would love to do that as well. But it's not like I'm leaving her on the side of the street, but it's just like, yeah, I... I don't know. It's not ideal. She could have responded with more frustration, but she just showed me the face of Jesus instead in a time that I really needed it with a message that for the last two nights before that, I honestly, you know, when you go to bed anxious and you like truly do a tuck and roll every hour and you're just Mm -hmm. rolling back and forth. Yeah keeping the whole mattress nice and toasty doing your workout throughout your sleep and you're like oh it's only 3 a.m sick and then you go back to bed oh it's six great you know that was like how I'd been sleeping because this situation was just causing anxiety because I suck so much at saying no and then Jesus was like Courtney just do it and be honest and then I did and it was just like okay incredible so much fruit you know yeah and I feel like I feel like we all have that one person. Courtney and I know a friend. We won't name name, name names, but we have a friend who always takes care of herself first. Oh, the best oh, woman I know. <laughs> the best. And it's so funny. We always think of her and it's like, am I ever mad at her for ever. saying, never. hey, we can't make it. So sorry. No, never in like, a million years. I've never been mad at her for it. I'm always just like, no. she knows how to take care of herself and she's not going to put herself in a situation that's going to deplete her so badly that she can't show up for her family anymore. Like exactly. I always respect it. And I think it she's is incredible. Different. She's incredible. But it's like, we know that quality about her. So we never take it personally, but I think right. transitioning into someone who says no can be difficult because Scary. no one, re- like for an example, like no one really expects you, Courtney to say no to them because you say yes, all of the to time. everything. You yes. do. And so I think it almost could be shocking at first when you're like, when someone's like, oh, yeah. oh, Courtney just backed out of this. She never does that, you know? And exactly. It's like, this yeah, I feel like transition. Yeah. Yeah, completely. It's a huge transition. It's the same type of transition that you experience back in college when you are the party girl or whatever you were, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened in your conversion, it's a like, it's a conversion point of, I was the life of the party. I was there buying 12 shots for everyone. I was dancing on the stage. I was being that girl. And then mm-hmm. when I started to say no, it was like, I'm sorry, where is Courtney? You're yeah. not like you get the accusations of you're not being you like this isn't mm-hmm. you. You get mm-hmm. the misunderstanding of like people trying to love you and like keep you where you're at. You get so many different reactions to Mm -hmm. this type of a shift in your life but again it all goes back to freedom like the the power of freedom in saying no and the power of being a purely honest person like Mm -hmm. this girl that we 
love and cherish so much. She highly complimented a podcast from a few episodes back. And Megan mm-hmm. sent me a voice memo and was like, oh, my gosh, she just said this. And that's like secondhand to getting a compliment from Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> Literally, <yeah. laughs> And obviously we're being a little dramatic as women are. But it's just like it's so true because she's not just saying it. She's not going to. She's not no. going to just give the feedback so that you feel good about yourself so that you guys can no. be besties. She doesn't care to be your bestie. She cares to be honest. Yeah. And if you tend to like be in that wave of affirmation, then get on ya. Take it while you can and then move on with life because yeah, it's the same thing as the podcast that I did on oversharing of like you don't need to be everyone's best friend. It's not healthy. Yeah. And so saying yes to everything actually does imply that you want to be best friends with everyone because you're there for everyone at all times. And that is why we were like, we have to do a podcast on this and the power of no. Because I really think that it's a thing in um, Christian, Catholic, like religious communities, right? Mm -hmm. Of we have to be all places for all people at all times. We have to be like Jesus. We have to be present. We have to show up. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Those things are not incorrect. But we... Jesus still went away to the desert, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, he still took his time. He still was alone. He still said no. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you you have to assess in this time of, okay, am I someone that says yes too much? I want you to really think about how often you're saying yes to the greater good, the greater thing that you could be spending your time doing. Mm-hmm. A great example of this was, um, gosh, there's so many instances that Jesus taught me this week. But one thing that happened was I, so earlier in the week, I was invited to a book club that happens. I don't even know if it's a book club anymore. I have my own book club. This is a different event. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in Denver. I think that this is a big struggle with people specifically in Denver because there's so many things going on all the time mm-hmm. and they're always fun and they're always Catholic and they're always social and you could always quote, meet that person or go mm-hmm. with your boyfriend or whatever you want, right? There's so many things going on all the time. And my sweet friend, Jane, I talk about her a lot on this podcast. She reached out to me and she invited me to this event. And I was like... Yeah, that sounds so fun. And for some reason in that moment, though, when she reached out and invited me to that, I was like, I don't think I should go. I feel like I've been going too much lately. I also don't know why I could have gone to this thing like for weeks now, but I've just never gone. I don't know why I don't feel called to go. That sounds dramatic to say I don't feel called to go, but it truly is like kind of like that in Denver because there's like things that you feel like, oh, yeah, I should really give that a try and other things that you just don't. And yeah, I kind of gave her the impression and she's one of my best friends here. Like, yeah, I gave her the impression that I wanted to go. And then day of she texted me and she was like, hey, are you coming tonight? And I panicked. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to say. I was like, no, I don't want to go. And I know I could just say that to Jane, but like, maybe I should go. Maybe I should make the time for it. Maybe I should make it happen, blah, blah, blah. So I waited until the last minute and I texted her and I said I wasn't going to be able to make it. And then she didn't respond. So naturally, as a girl, I panic, (laughs) trying to be present where I am, but absolutely failing miserably because all I can think about is, has Jane texted me back? She's going to laugh so hard when she hears this. (laughs) And I sent her a voice memo and I basically was just like, hey, I'm going to be fully transparent with you. I knew that I didn't want to go to that. And I still said, that sounds awesome. I might come. Mm -hmm. 
And I want more accountability because I keep doing this and it sucks and it hurts and I'm tired of it and I hate leading people on and I hate saying I'm going to show up to something and then getting the text asking if I'm coming and stressing about how to respond because I actually didn't want to go in the first place. There's so many steps to it Mm -hmm. and I want you to hold me more accountable and I want to ask for your forgiveness for leading you on in that way because I value your friendship and I really would love for you to help me here because this is a theme that just keeps coming up this week so Jesus is trying to teach me something mm-hmm. and she just responded once again I mean with this amazing like Courtney Mave, you are stressing yourself out for no reason <laughs> I am so fine I didn't think anything of it I was just busy but I do forgive you and I very much love that you are being so vulnerable and I appreciate it and I will hold you accountable and She just encouraged me to go and pray with the scripture, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything Mm -hmm. else is from the evil one, Um, which is what we all think of when we say yes and no. I feel like I've heard that a million and three times, but it truly is so, Mm -hmm. so, so good. And that is what brought me back to that greater good point. When I was praying with that actually last night, it was after my book club, not to get confused with what Jane invited me to. Mm Mm-hmm. And all I wanted to do was go back up to my room and read because we were in a reading girl kind of mood. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to go back up and read, read, read. And it's just a fun fiction book, but I hadn't prayed yet. And I really didn't want to pray. And I really wanted to read and light my candle and have Mm -hmm. my time. Even though it wasn't a challenging day or anything, I just didn't feel like choosing God. And I sat down at the foot of my bed and I was like, I'm going to pray. And I prayed for an hour and it was so good Because it's not only this invitation to say no to the thing that isn't as great, right? Mm -hmm. It's also an opportunity to say no to yourself, to deny yourself of the pleasures of this world and choose Christ and say yes to that greater good. How many times in your day do you say yes to whatever your body is desiring? And that's the theme of Lent, right? We just Mm -hmm. are supposed to deny ourselves. And really that denying leads us back to the cross. It gets us closer to the cross. It helps us to unite ourselves much more closer to the cross. And yeah, last night I could have had a great night. I could have gone up to my room. I could have read my book. I wouldn't have felt an ounce of guilt. It's not Mm -hmm. binging. It's just sitting and reading and how quaint and cute. Mm -hmm. But I chose the greater good. And Jesus reminded me of how essential it is for us to always choose that greater good. Um, But it is so hard. Mm -hmm. It is so, so, so hard. And that, I think, is one of the things that you said to me in that car ride to the airport too, Megan, Mm -hmm. when you were talking I remember you talking about the greater good and it's like, that's such a simple short phrase to put it in that Mm -hmm. way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like your trip with your friend for like the mini retreat. It's like, yes, that is a good thing and it would be good. There's no doubt, but it's like given your insane schedule coming up and how much traveling you've already done, would it be better for you to just be home for a weekend? And in this case, the answer was yes, you know? Correct. Yeah. Right. So it's hard because something can look so good and you're like, I'm not saying no yeah. to a bad thing because it's like, that's easy. Like you could be like, that's clearly a bad thing. I'm going to say no to it. Easy. But right. when something is good, it's like, okay, is there something better? Yes. Right. I should probably choose the right. better thing. So it's hard to say no to the good thing sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And when I was praying last night, I was thinking about how many greater goods in a day there are. <laughs> yeah. And how many options you have to choose the greater good. Yeah. Um, 
Which like, can I woke feel up stressful. Early this morning. <laughs> oh yeah, it gets very overwhelming because like, I started to list them, and then I was like, mm, yeah. I don't think this is what Jesus yeah. wants me to do. No. Because then it's like you start to think about him. Like I was saying this morning, I woke up early to go to Pure Bar, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to sleep in until the last minute and roll out of bed, throw on some clothes, and get my booty over there and eat a granola bar on the way. But mm-hmm. instead, I was like, no, I'm going to wake up. I've had a good night's rest. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to make my smoothie. I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to read my book that I'm obsessed with for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to go and get there on time. And I did. And it was such a great foundation for the day. And so there's so many times where there's those little moments of like, okay, what is the greater good here? It is good to sleep and to get a good amount of sleep and then Mm -hmm. to go exercise. Or you can say, I've had enough sleep. I'm going to get up. I'm going to take some time this morning and then I'm going to go exercise. Mm -hmm. That's up to you what the greater good is, right? Like, you are not God, but there are so many situations where like, okay, what is the greater good here? Like, Mm -hmm. Do I need to warm up those oven french fries for lunch or should I make a little salad? Like it goes back to kind of the entire essence of this podcast of how many moments there are in every single day where the world says that means nothing, but it actually amounts to eternity. It -hmm. all goes back to that. And it gets very overwhelming, truly, to think about how many greater goods there are. It can make you feel like a load of potatoes that just sucks and sits there and doesn't do a whole lot and doesn't really expire but just is there like yeah it's just kind of gross and overwhelming but that's not how the lord wants to do it and he wants to give it to you in bite-sized chunks and make you better and so i sat on the floor of my bedroom last night with my candles lit and my moody instrumental music playing to keep me in the zone because Mm -hmm. any sound I hear I'm like a freaking animal and I just snap my head around and look and (laughs) I'm terrible in silence something I really need to grow in but another day another dollar um I was praying and I was like Jesus great like Matthew 5 37 let your yes mean yes and your no mean no anything more is from the evil one fantastic (laughs) yeah Love the words. Tell St. Matthew, I said, phenom job. (laughs) Um, Where do we go from here? Okay. I love you so much. There are so many things that I have been brought to awareness in. And then once the awareness hits, your girl is hearing nothing but crickets. All right. What do we do from here? And I just sat there, eyes closed, patiently, like, I know you will provide an answer. And the only thing that came up in my heart that I just couldn't erase from my mind was the the top five people that you spend the most time with are the people that you are most like, right? Mm-hmm. So really think about who your top five people are, actually. Not who, who, not who they want, or whoa, wow, stuttering. Not who you want them to be. Not your friend crushes that you just want to spend all of the time with and you don't get to that much. Who mm-hmm. you actually spend the most time with. Who are those five people? What are they like? And do you actually see your personality kind of colliding with theirs or merging slightly, right? Mm -hmm. And how is that going? What are you becoming? Um, Really think about that. And I was writing about this last night and I said, Jesus, I give you a half hour to an hour of prayer every day. Is that enough for me to become like you? Mm. Like, do I need to be spending more time with you? Because I, during the work week, realistically, as young adults, you don't spend that much time together. All right. Like maybe two hours at the end of the day. Right. But 
yeah, I, I just think like time wise, like how are you spending your time? Who are you spending it with and who are you becoming like? Because that will transform your life and then that will transform your ability to let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. And anything else is from the evil one. Because truly, when I'm spending more time with Jesus, I do believe that I have more of that grace from him to be able to say no in an honest way that doesn't have any coercion or lying or softening or enhancing Mm -hmm. that just is because he wants me to be an honest daughter of God, right? But when I'm not spending time with him, I am ready to throw every cushion and soft blow in there as possible to make myself Mm -hmm. look good so that we can stay cool, right? Right. Because discomfort is not here for me. But when I'm with (laughs) Jesus, discomfort becomes very approachable. Discomfort becomes very bearable. Rejection actually kind of feels familiar, right? It doesn't feel scary because he's already done it. He's already experienced it. He's already done it for me and he's ready to show me how he handled it in love. Period. You know, Mm -hmm. it's all back to him. It all goes back to just loving him freely and fully. And I also read this one other thing last night in prayer that was so good. And it was like, help me to not love you for sainthood, but just for you. And I think that I do that a lot, too. Just a side plug of I just I'm so scared of hell and I want to be a saint. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go pray. Mm. Beautiful intention. Not quite it, you know. Yeah. It's actually just to go love him and just be with him. Wow. That is from the Holy Hour book from Word on Fire. Yes, that is correct. I am oh, so obsessed cool. with it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's so cool. But yeah, any thoughts there, Megan? I know that we're getting to our time, so. Yeah, well, thanks for being so vulnerable. Honestly, like, I think that, you know, fear of hell is something that probably a lot of people struggle with deep down. Um, yeah. But it's scary to say out loud. I don't know. That just really struck me as something to reflect on and to really surrender yeah. to the Lord because get, every personality type, I think, is very different with thinking about hell and mm-hmm. becoming a saint. And I don't know. I think just maybe evaluating that and surrendering yeah. it to the Lord and continuing to just love Him for Him and not for sure. be afraid of hell. I don't know. I just thought that was really beautiful. So thanks for sharing. Yeah. That of vulnerable. course, dude. Yeah. 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 And just go spend time with him. If you are in a situation similar to me where you've either been constantly saying no, feeling the desire to say no a lot more or receiving a lot of no's, mm-hmm. I feel like we all dip our toe into one of those pools, if not each of them per week. <laughs> The answer to all three of those situations is to go spend time with more Jesus. With more Jesus. Good Lord, have mercy. (laughs) Go spend more time with Jesus. Um, And he'll help you through that rejection. He'll help you through that sacrifice of your time. He'll he'll help you through that decision to say no. Um, He will make it doable. He wants to make it doable. He wants to be a part of these mundane little things Mm -hmm. in your week. He wants to hear about it. When Megan is over the moon hearing about my schedule, think of the delight that (laughs) Jesus hears when I come to him and say, here's the tea. Okay, Lord, we need to figure this out. I need you to help me become a saint in this because I don't get it. He's pumped. He is hyped to hear my voice and for me to spread that tea all over the chapel, you know. So (laughs) go and be with him. That is the answer. Period. There's no secret method or book that you need to read right now. First step, go be with him. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
So those are my closing remarks. So with that, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Go say yes, go say no, and go be a saint. Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.